This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, boys, welcome everyone to another Wednesday night shiur. Welcome all Torah Anytime viewers. We're very, very excited tonight. We have a homemade, homemade chidush. What do I mean, homemade chidush? I'm going to say something here tonight. I didn't, every source is 100%. I didn't see any answer that says this. Nobody said an answer. But tonight, the Siata Dishmaya from Hashem, He's going to give us the answer. Okay? Please bear with me. First, we're going to say one small Hadush, and then the atomic bomb. Atomic bomb where the heavens are going to be shaking. Be'ezrat Hashem in your zechut. In your zechut. Okay. Everybody's ready? I'll be focusing... On one pasuk, learning this week's parasha in depth, and of course, like always, a lifelong lesson that we take home with us. That's life-changing. It's a life-changing. Okay, you ready? Bobby, you ready? Okay. Yaakov me'od. Pasuk says, Yaakov became very afraid, very frightened. Vayetzer lo. And it distressed him. What does that mean? What does that mean? It says that Yaakov was very, very frightened. He was very, uh, very distressed. Now, firstly, is what is this talking about? Yaakov, Yaakov is coming ahead. And he's greeting, he's about to greet Esav. And he's finishing with Lavan. And he says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come ahead now and I'm going to meet my brother. When he's on his way to meet his brother, of course, everybody knows that some Rashi explains that he sent angels to tell him, don't worry about it and everything like that. But as he's entering, what is what do the angels tell him? 400 men, not regular men. 400 army guys, huge generals, are coming after Yaakov and Esav. And then the Pasuk says over here, Bayira Yaakov Me'od. And famous, everybody knows. What did Yaakov? Yaakov did Hishtaldut. What was the Hishtaldut that he did? He did three things. One thing that he did was what? He sent out gifts to, to, to Esav. Like a bribery. Yeah, take a gift. He what? He prayed. He prayed. What was the third thing he did? He was preparing for war. From this you should know the Ramban. The Ramban with the Nun, Nachmanides. He brings down from here. This is the Parashat Shavua that we learn how to deal with our enemy. From this Parashat you know how to deal with the enemy. And let me tell you guys a story from the Ponovich Rov. Famous story. Snow. He was once on a train. He was going to fundraise for his yeshiva. He was on the train. As he was on the train, he sees two guys, two big thugs, two thugs, and uh, he sees the third thugs talking to each other. One guy tells the other guy, you know, I'm, uh, see this... Uh, Rabbi over here, he's not here. 
He definitely has some major, major dough, major cash money. We got this. And they planned a plot to get the money out of the rabbi. I was on the train, you know. The rabbi saw something fishy. The Ponovich Yeshiva goes over to those two fellows. He was very, very bright, by the way. Very bright, genius. He goes over and he says to them, Excuse me, guys. Do you know where uh, this stop is? Oh, this uh, destination. Oh, he said, yeah, that's, that's one stop. That's the next stop. And they're thinking, wow, we got him. We know where he's going. Next stop, beautiful. Next stop, your destination is next stop. The rabbi tells the two thugs, thank you very much. And he sits back in his seat. And all of a sudden, he comes to the next stop. And the front of a church, he stands up, ready to, ready to leave the stop. And uh, the two thugs, of course, get up as well. They're ready to follow the rabbi and, uh, you know, mug him. The rabbi says, please, you guys did a kindness to tell me this is my stop. Please, you go, you go first. Come, go out of the train first before me. And they go out of the train before him. All of a sudden, the train door closes. You see the rabbi by the window saying, as they're going bye-bye, he's going bye-bye to the two thugs. Famous story with the front of a yeshiva. They found out about it in the yeshiva. One of the big rabbis said, Rabbi, how did you know to do such a small move? How did you know? You let them off before you got off, and they switched the doors, doors closed, and he said, how did you do that? He says, what does Ramban say? Anytime you're dealing with enemies, how do you deal with them? You learn from this week's parasha, what did, finally, after everything, Yaakov and Esau, finally, after they meet, what do they do? They, they're about to, you know, Esau and Yaakov, they're departing ways, or come with me, you come with me. Right? Yaakov wanted Yaakov to come, and of course, Yaakov is smarter than that. He's not going to go. So what does Yaakov do? It's, uh, he tells Esau, you go first. You, know, you go first. I learned from Esav. What? Yaakov told Esav, you go first. I let them go first. But it's just something that you have to know in general in life. Presence work. Presence work. If a person has a problem with someone, you have a neighbor, it's not going well. Send them a bottle of wine. Give them a gift. Bribe them a little bit. It's yeah. You, you don't want to. You don't want to acquire an enemy. How many times a person has even trouble by problems? Sometimes. Oh, the the guy did something very wrong. Come home with a, with a bouquet of flowers. Come home with a box of chocolates. You know your wife likes this chocolate? Honey, you know, I'm sorry. I got into a fight. Here's a present for you. Wow. You light up her day for weeks and weeks. She'll never forget about the chocolate. What'd you get her for heaven's sake? A piece of chocolate? But she's going crazy. Wow, my husband thought about me. I'm telling you. It's the truth. It's the truth. About But I'm here to tell you tonight. Another Hedush. That if you look in the Psukim, it says, Why does it say twice? Yaakov was very, very scared. Very scared, it says. And it says, He was also uh, uh, distressed. It's basically the same concept that he was, uh, he was uh, frightened. Why do you have to say it twice? He was frightened and he was frightened. So this is not my question. Rashi answers this question. And Rashi says, Rashi says the first one when he's saying Yaakov was afraid, fearful, he was afraid, fear, he was in fear that he might get killed. The second one, 
when it says Vayitzer that he was distressed, he was distressed that he might have to kill. Everybody's clear with that? So there's a famous question on this. I understand maybe Yaakov being fearful, his brother, he had 400 men, that I understand. But what did it say, Vayitzer? He was afraid that he might have to kill. I ask you all a question. If somebody's coming with you on a gun, ready to shoot, ready to kill you, do you have full authority to kill him back before he kills you? 100%. That's no question. If a guy is coming to kill uh, with another guy and he has a gun to his head and ready to, ready, ready to pop him in the head, and he has another and he has a gun in his pocket, somebody's trying to kill you, what do you do? You kill him first. You kill him first. That, that, that's the way it is. That, that's the rule. Right? That's the rule. It's a... Uh, Hashkem kill him. By the way, I know uh, people are excited with us. Yeah, if anybody touches me, I'll knock him out. I'll smack him. I'll get him to the floor. I'll hit his head on the curb. I'll punch him, kick his neck in two. I'll swallow, crack his head. Forget it. I was excited. But you know, you know when we use this. When we, you know, you know when we use this. Well, you know when we see who's a tough guy, who's really the tough guy. When it comes to fight, his inclination is yes and he always tries to kill us every day. He's trying to kill me, I'll kill him first. That's it. He doesn't win. I have Shur Torah every Wednesday night. I have Shur Torah. Do or die, I'll always be here. Yes, that I will never get me. I, he wants to come after you. Maybe, well, the guy says, no, I have a dinner Thanksgiving dinner. I don't know what he has, maybe. Early pre-game Thanksgiving dinner. No, 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 no. You want to kill my Torah learning? You want to kill my Torah learning on the Wednesday night? No, 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 no. I'll kill you before you kill me. That's how we have to use our ammo, yeah? In any case, in any case, so what's the answer to this question? Why is it that Yaakov is afraid to kill uh, Esav? If he's going to kill him, he's going to have to kill him back. So Allah, you're allowed to do it. So t- anybody want to give an answer, Rani? No. I want to know, not yet, not yet. Rani, you're jumping, Rani. Rani, you're jumping, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Very simple. Rabotai, this happens to us. No, but why is he scared that he might kill him? Why? Yaakov is scared. Oh, it says, Rashi says that Yaakov is scared that he might have to kill him. Oh, what do you mean you're scared he might have to kill him? If he's going to kill me, I'm allowed to kill him. What are you scared to kill him for? A guy says, I'm not scared to kill him. You're coming to kill him, I'll kill you. Finished. So why is Yaakov scared to kill, to kill his enemy? Everybody hear, everybody hear the question? Everybody hear the question? So I uh, hear what you're saying. Very good, David. I like that a lot. He's saying no. Yaakov is excellent, 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 David. He's saying that what? That 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 uh, if Yaakov kills uh, uh, someone else, he'll have a taste. He'll have a feeling in his uh, in his bones of, of a taste of killing. He doesn't want to get in that into that in the character trait of killing. Very good, excellent. But I'll tell you one more answer. You ready for one more answer? Like this. How many times do we have it? Every in Israel. How many times do we have in Israel? A terrorist comes. He's everybody thinks he's innocent. The CNN make it like they like they 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 tzaddikim. These guys, they come in and they put their suit and they put their hat. Meanwhile, the guy inside he has maybe uh, tons of of of, of bombing. Uh, and, and you don't see the bomb. They, they don't take pictures of that. They just take a picture. Oh, look, he was going, he was a little fat, and they killed a citizen for no reason. No, no, that's what they do. Unfortunately, that's what they do. Israel has to protect themselves. You understand Israel has to protect themselves. But what do, what do the news media, what do they do? They're, sometimes they don't like Israel, right? They don't like the Jew. So what do they do? Oh, 
They, the Israeli army, they went, they shot the guy. They shot the terrorist. For heaven's sakes, he wanted to blow up on who knows what. So the, the Israeli guy had full, full rights to shoot the guy. Like the halakha says, he allowed to shoot him before he comes there. So he shot the guy. What, and what happens? The whole news. Oh, they're killing citizens. Look what they're doing, the Jewish people. I can't believe it. Aren't they supposed to be righteous people? Religious. They just killed a, a citizen. And they make sure to, to show pictures how the citizen was just walking. They had the video. The guys were walking, and, and he was a big uh, He had nothing with him. Meanwhile, the Israel on the side, you see the whole bomb sticking out. But they don't show you that. They, like, clip that out. You understand what's going on over there? And then what do what what the whole world says? They, they make a, a stink. Oh, the Jews. Look at the Jews. They're killing innocent people. That's what happens. That's what goes on in the world. And I'm sure you guys, I'm, I'm sure this is not a chidush to you. I'm sure you guys know that, right? You know that. So therefore what? I believe it's the same thing. And what happens? That comes what? Uh, what do the people say? Oh, the Jews, the Jews, the Jews. Yaakov was scared in a way to kill the Jews, not because that's not Allah. Allah But you know why he was afraid? He was afraid that maybe, oh, people are going to go propaganda. Oh, Yaakov, you're killing an innocent, you're killing your own brother? Who kills his own brother? They're not going to say he tried to kill him. No, they're going to say, oh, look, Yaakov, look at Yaakov. And imagine how the world would have been. Yaakov is a righteous man. He killed his brother. Nobody's going to say, oh, Esav came with 400 men to kill him. Nobody's going to talk about that. Because it's propaganda. What are they going to say? Oh, look at Yaakov. Look what he wanted to do. Sadiq, Sadiq. And therefore what? Now imagine Yaakov is going to go ahead, try to make Kiruv, try to bring back the people close to the Chuvah, try to this, try to that. What are they going to say? Oh, you're going to go to that guy, Yaakov. Oh, he killed his, he killed his own brother. How could you learn from someone that killed his own brother? Tell me. So therefore Yaakov was afraid. Yaakov was afraid, very afraid. He was afraid. One thing is what? Maybe he's going to get killed, but afraid also. That maybe he's gonna have to kill his own brother, and if he kills his own brother, what's gonna happen? Propaganda, propaganda. Everybody's clear with that. Abotai. But tonight, tonight, this is the chidush. This is the multi-billion-dollar chidush, fresh off the press. Just came out a few hours ago, by the way. It came out a few hours ago, 4 p.m. Did you go on the spot? The chidush was made. So we're gonna say it here tonight. Hopefully we like it over there. We have a lot of, uh, you know, but hopefully it's going to come out well, it's going to come out good. This is a personal hidush. Personal. Personal. With sources, of course, everything's a source. I can show you everything inside, but this is, uh, let's go. I just want to dwell on one more point. It says, He was very afraid. I ask you all a question. Why is Yaakov afraid? If we know a few parashiyot beforehand, what, there's a guarantee. There's a guarantee. What's the guarantee? That what? Hashem is going to protect him. So I ask you all, if there is a guarantee that Hashem is going to protect him, or imagine God tells you a guarantee, I will protect you on your whole way. I ask everyone here, why is Yaakov afraid? Any, anybody have an answer? Besides Ronnie. <laughs> you have any question though? Why is Yaakov afraid if he has a guarantee from God earlier that what? That he is going to save him. He's going to protect him on his own way. It's a pasuk in the Torah, by the way. Pasuk says, Hashem told Yaakov, 
I will watch you the whole way. So if you're watching me the whole way, why, imagine God told you. Imagine you, God, you had to go do it. By the way, you, you have nothing to worry about in life. I got you. Everything. Don't be afraid of nobody. Don't be afraid of nothing. I, I am protecting you. Would you be afraid? Why would you be afraid? God's guaranteeing you. So why is Yaakov afraid over here? So if you have an answer, what's your answer? Now, I got to be very, very specified. I saw today in Perush, Chavetz Hashem, he brings down Chavetz Hashem, he says, Heaven forbid to think that Yaakov did any sin intentionally, heaven forbid. If anything, if anything, and we're going to learn, by the way, hold off with this point. You can never think of, a, of, a, of a, our forefathers, heaven forbid, they did any sin. But heaven forbid, heaven forbid, you'll see later on in the show, I'm about to tell about him. But in any case, maybe there was a type of sin that was done by accident, maybe. And of course, Yaakov's level is, is a tremendous level. Any small, minute little thing could be that the promise of God to Yaakov will be over. And that's why, that's why Yaakov was very, very afraid. However, Rabotai, I'm here to tell you another Midrash Rabbah. In Bereshit Rabbah, it says something else. You know what it says over there? I can quote a few, actually. I actually uh, Snapchat a few. It says over there, Yaakov, 
Yaakov. You know, what do they, what do they call it? Screenshot, screenshot. Screenshot, screenshot. I take a screenshot. says like this. It says over there, listen to what Beresheet Abbas says. It says that which two mitzvot did Esav have? I know, everybody knows Kibbutz Avim already. You got the second one, the second one I want to know. First one on the easy one, you know what I'm saying? What's the second one? Second one, the first one was was Yaakov. Yaakov was Yaakov away, yes or no? He was away from his parents, yes or no? Yes. So that means automatically Esav has an advantage of what? Of Kibbutz Avim. Secondly is, was Esav living in Israel? Abotai, Esav was in Israel. And Yaakov was what? Out, outside, Haran, he went out. So if that's the case, Midrash Abbas says, you know why, what's going on over here? Yaakov was saying, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, my brother has Zuhuyot. Is that thing that Soli Palachi also said? My brother has Zuhuyot. What was the Zuhuyot, Soli? What was the Zuhuyot? The two Zuhuyot were what? Kibud so now, Rabotai, that's, is that, so there's a contradiction over here. One Gemara tells me that he was scared, well, maybe because the sin that he might have made, so gave, maybe by accident, a small, tiny, little, 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 for Yaakov's level. But then the Midrash Abbas says what? Bereshit Abbas says what? It says what? Maybe Esav, Esav has a schut of Kibbut Davim and the mitzvah of living in Israel. So Rabotai, it's together, it's not together. Everybody says it's a chillin. It's both. Rabotai, I'm going to what is it? Is it both or is it two separate things? Both? How do you explain it? How is it both? How is it both? Rabotai, 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 I understand. So why can't you just say one? Why isn't it good enough one to say maybe the sin and call it a day? Why? Abotai, Abotai, let me, let me, let me, let me say it over, please. Let me say it over. I like to say it over. I, 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 I. I'm gonna tell you. I like to say it over over here. There's a Gemara on the Zayin Amudbet. He quotes the pasuk in Habakkuk. What does the pasuk in Habakkuk say? Listen, Abotai, please listen, please listen. What does it say over here? It says, it says over here, in this Gemara, he brings down, he says such an interesting, interesting pasuk. Could a rasha defeat a tzaddik? Again, if there's a fight, if there's a fight, could the rasha defeat the tzaddik? What do you think, guys? Huh? You're allowed to know. Dikhtiv, I quote you a pasuk that gives the answer. I'll quote you the pasuk. No, you have a rasha versus a tzaddik. Could a rasha beat up a tzaddik? That's the question. No? Yes? No? Okay, I'll quote you. Let, let's see. Let's see what the Torah says. Let's see what the Torah says, boys. I quote. Bebala. What does Bebala mean? Guys, we have a lot of Israelis over here. But Bala, what does it mean? Swallow. Very good. Very good. Bala, Rasha, Sadiq. What did it say? The Rasha will swallow. Sadiq, I have a pasuk. So you know what the Gemara says? 
V'chid asha borei tzadik. What does that mean? Could a rasha swallow a tzadik? Could a rasha defeat a tzadik? Come on, playing games. By the way, you should know who went out to war. Who went out to war? When there was a war, you know what that war? They would make they would make an announcement. No, but I, who's going to go fight at war? They make an announcement. Does anybody have any sins? And what sin we're talking about? If anybody spoke from Baruch Shalmat to Yishtabach, which was Asur, please don't come to war. <laughs> you, you know, you know, you know what would happen? You know, not the community. The community is good. The community is good. You know what happened? You know what happened? Has Shalom. We have good people here. Imagine what would happen. Oh no, 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 Averot. If you have any Averot, please, we don't want you to come to war. Why? Because we're scared. Maybe you have sin, and if you have sin, maybe you get killed. Imagine, imagine. So who would go out to war? The guy's Sadiq, he had a long beard, he's walking with his cane. You have no Averot? Okay, come with us. We're fighting with war. He's holding, he's holding like, the, like he's holding the, the, the machete. Yeah? Yeah? I'm serious. I'm being very serious. That's how it went to war. That, that's how war went down. He was, that's how war went down. That's how it did. Oh, Sadiq? Okay, you're, you're qualified for war. Oh, you have an Averot over here? Averot, we don't, we, we don't want you to come to war. Sakana for you. We don't want you to come to war. Sakana. Dangerous for you. You know why? Very simple. Why? Because who fights the war? Adonai Ishtachama. But we have to do Ishtadut. So what's our Ishtadut? We'll bring the Tzadikim to fight with us. <laughs> That's our Ishtadut. So the Gemara is saying a question. Could a Rasha beat up a Tzadik? The Gemara says... Pasuk says, Hashem lo Hashem will never leave your Tzadik. Right? You know what the answer says? You know what the answer is? Tzadik boleya. Tzadik gamud and a There's two types of Tzadik. One's a Tzadik gamud. If a person is a Tzadik gamud, if he's a fully righteous person, no Averot, nobody could touch him. You could have the Rasha ready to punch him in the face, kill him, this, that, everything. Nobody could touch him. If he's not a tzaddik gamut, if he's not a full tzaddik, then what? Then the Rasha could have power to win the tzaddik. Now, knowing this, what's the understanding in Abotai? Please, I'm about to ask you a question now. What's the understanding to this? You have a Rasha and you have a tzaddik. It says if the tzaddik is not a full tzaddik gamud, if he's not a tzaddik gamud, a complete tzaddik, the rasha has the ability. What's the understanding to it? Let me explain very clearly. I'm explaining with the Gaon Mivilna, such a beautiful Gaon Mivilna. Listen carefully. Listen carefully what I'm telling you. Mitzvot. Mitzvot that we do. Do we get rewarded in this world? In this world. I have news for you. Obviously. Elohen, these are the mitzvot. The principle will be in Olam Gan However, the dividends, the perots, the fruits, the fruits of the mitzvot is in this world. That, you got that very clearly? And, and it says specifically which mitzvot. It says specifically which mitzvot. The guy comes to Bet Knesset, the guy comes in, the guy too early. All these different things. That it says that a person could get the perot, the fruit. The main principle, you'll never get in this world. The main principle is waiting for you in Olam because over there in Olam you'll reward forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. But a dividend of a little bit of a, of a thing, not getting to the principle, getting the perot, you're allowed to eat it in this world. Meaning to say, a person, good, clear, everybody's clear with that. Clear. 
And why is that like that? We say many, many times over. Because you cannot, it's impossible for you to get the principal pay over here. Why? Because there's nothing in the world that can ever give you in order for you to make a yem one mitzvah. If I give you the whole world and you own the whole world, imagine everybody paying you taxes, everybody's, you're the king of the world. It so doesn't, doesn't equal to one mitzvah. The reward of one mitzvah, you can't, you can't get paid. So God will never do that. Otherwise, he's cheating. You want God to cheat? God doesn't cheat you. Therefore, yeah, it has to be. Why? Very simple calculation. This world is how many years? 120 years max, right? The next world is trillion, billion, billion, billion. Never end, never end, never end, never end, never end. So what would you rather? Till 120 years being king? Or forever and ever and ever and ever getting reward? Never, ever, ever, ever stopping to get that reward. Never, ever stopping till now. Eternity, your mind could go crazy if you just think forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever I'm getting no reward. Ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. You bug out. Anyway, but that's the truth. But Sadiq doesn't get the reward here in the next world. Clear. Clear. Everybody's clear with that, yes? Now, Arasha. Arasha, let me explain to you, Rabotai. Arasha, a wicked person. Where does he get the reward? God says, I don't want to see you, Rasha, Marusha. You do these Averot, and you don't care about me. You don't even, you don't even look at me. You say curse verses against God. You, you, you do the worst sins in the world, and you don't even feel bad. You do all the crazy things. You're Rasha. You're Rasha. I don't want you next to me in Ghana. I don't want next to you in Allah. Over here, I'll get you did a mitzvah, right? So now God has to pay. God has to pay. Hashem never takes away any reward that you do. Any single mitzvah that you will do in your life, I don't care what it is, you did it, God will pay you. God is not cheap. He'll pay you. There's no question about it. No question about it. I always say this famous story. I have to say it again. The Gorm of Vilna's wife. I always say the Gorm of Vilna's wife. They went ahead one night and they went ahead to collect charity, to collect slakah, and they made a pact. Rebbe wife and her friend. What was the pact? Whoever, whoever dies first after 120 comes back to them in a dream and tells them what's the reward for doing all this. Guess what? One of them passed away. She came down to the Gorm of wife and she said, I'm in Ganeide now. I cannot tell you the reward. That's a principal fact. There's laws of Gan Eden. We can't come back and tell you how much reward we're getting for the mitzvah. We can't do it. Trust me, it's crazy reward, but I can't tell you. But one thing I will tell you. Remember that night, that one time there was a very wealthy guy walking by, and I got a little excited. I said, oh, I said, oh there's, the, there's the guy. I got a little bit excited. I said, oh, there's the guy. We can ask for, for charity. I pointed a little bit to him to, to see. Oh, there he is. Let's he says, you know how much reward I'm just getting just for that? Because Hashem doesn't take away any reward. The smallest thing that you do, God gives you big reward. And therefore, you have to do everything. Keep on doing it. Some people will hear this. What do they think? Dibs, what do they think? Oh, the smallest thing I did, one small thing, I don't have to do anything else anymore. Oh, God's going to pay me. I came to want you to drive. You want to get from home, you're going to end People, they think, oh, it's okay. I told you this one time. Everybody has a, a portion of the law about, right? Yes or no? Everybody has a portion. That's what it says. They, they always forget what it says. And then some of them, Rishayim, they don't get a portion, right? Rishayim doesn't get a portion. But in any case, let's say the first portion. Everybody gets a portion of the law Now, I, I went to somebody's house, and the guy was a very big wise guy. But I'm not talking about wise guy. He was a big wise guy. And he comes over to me in front of everybody. He says, Rabbi, big deal. You're telling me, come shiur, come this, come that. I know it's enjoyable, this, that. But I don't have to. I'm a Jew. Every Jew has a piece of the law. Fool. Fool. You want to tell something? Which part are you going to be? The guy going to be in the back, 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 back? Or you want to get front row with the Shekhinah, with God Almighty, right in front with all the boys, Moshe Rabbeinu, Aharon, and this and that. Huh? Where does he want to go? 
Where do you want to go? You want to be the closest to the tzaddikim. You want to be the closest to the tzaddikim. All of a sudden, you sit over there. Imagine the guy sitting all the way in the back. Yo, bro. Yo, bro. What'd you do? What'd you do? Oh, no. I went to shul one time. Oh, so they put you all the way back. Oh, imagine you came every day to shul. How much more? You would have got. Up and up and up and up and up. Be businessmen. Be businessmen for Allah Abba I'm talking about. They hear this, they pull up businessmen. Okay. Be businessmen for Allah Abba Gan Eden. A guy knows how to make money, but make mitzvot. Make Torah that raises you forever and ever and ever. In any case, what do we see from here? We see that Asha, Hashem says, you're not getting your reward from me. In Allah Abba, no, 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 I don't want to see you in Allah Abba. You're Asha. But you did a mitzvah. You did a mitzvah, you gave uh, charity, or you, you came to shul one time, you learned a little bit Torah, you did something good in your life. So therefore, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pay you the principle in this world. The principle in this world. And if that's the case, I ask you all a question. The Rasha has the principle in this world. The tzaddik doesn't have the principle in this world. So who is going to beat who? The Rasha will beat the Tzaddik. You know why? Because his reward is in the next world, not here. So at the end of the day, they're going to fight. If they're going to fight, it could be that what? It could be that Rasha, being the fact that he has the principle in this world, he'll override this Tzaddik. You wait, 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 wait. Everybody got that clear, right? Clear. So now plug it in. Plug the equation to Yaakov. Yaakov says, maybe I have a small, tiny, 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 wincy, 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 sin, maybe, that I did by accident. Maybe. Maybe. What happens? What happens? You fall under the categories, maybe not a, not a full Sadiq Amur. So, so Sadiq Amur has to say, can't say that by Yaakov, because what's Sadiq Amur? But he was, he's thinking in his mind, maybe not. He's thinking in his mind, maybe not, maybe not Sadiq Amur. And the Gemara says, only Sadiq Amur, you don't have to be afraid of nothing. Tzadik Amur, you have nothing to be afraid of. I'm a Tzadik Amur, nothing to be afraid of. No, nobody can touch you. But Yaakov is saying, but maybe I have a small that's not going to make me Tzadik Amur. Maybe, maybe. So if that's the case, the Rasha has the ability to what? To win the Tzadik. Everybody's clear? Everybody's clear with me right now? Ronnie, you good? Everybody's good? But now you have one thing. But the Rasha has to have what? Has to have some schuyot. So therefore, Yaakov is thinking, maybe I have, maybe a sin, maybe, maybe, maybe. And Esav, he has schuyot to get paid. What does he have schuyot for? Living in Israel and Kibudavahem. So therefore, he has that. If he didn't have that, Yaakov wouldn't be scared. Why would Yaakov be scared? I should be scared. He doesn't have any schuyot. So even if he's a Rasha, if he's a Rasha, I can work. I have nothing to be scared of. He has nothing against me. He has no caring in this world. He has nothing in this world. But being the fact that Esav had some mitzvot, which was Yeshua Esel and Kibudavahem, so now Yaakov is worried. Maybe he's not Tzadik Amur. And if he's not Tzadik Amur, he has Ruyot. Oh my goodness, we're in trouble. You got that? Everybody's clear with that shot? However, however, Rabotai, I'm going to end off with this. End off with this. However, it seems like this. If you look, there's a Gemara in Ketubot. Daf Kufyud Aleph Amud Aleph in Bet on the bottom. It says that Yaakov told Yosef to make sure he buries him in the proper way. And the Gemara says Yaakov knew that he was a Tzadik Amur. So I have a question for you. According to this, the whole shot falls out of the window. Why? Because if you're a Tzadik Amur, you have nothing to worry about in life. Nothing to worry about. Tzadik Amur, you have nothing to worry about. So if, ya if Yaakov knew that he was Tzadik Amur, so what is he telling Yosef? Make sure you bury me the proper way and like bury me like this, bury me like that. He's Tzadik Amur, you have nothing to worry about. Oh, very good. That's after. You, that's the biggest proof. You know why? Because after Esav didn't touch him, 
Yaakov knew if, ya, if Esav didn't touch me, must be I don't have any sin. Must be I'm a big tzaddik. Tzaddik Amun. Esav couldn't touch me. That means it makes me tzaddik Amun. Therefore, the Gemara says, Yaakov knew that he was a tzaddik Amun. Everybody's clear with that? Everybody's clear with that? Huh? Well, in the beginning he was scared because he thought he wasn't. Maybe he had a sin. But at the end, after the whole incident with Esav, he saw Esav couldn't touch him. So at the end of his life, at the end of his life, he tells Yosef, make sure you better think about says that at the end of his life, Yaakov knew that he was Sadiq Amun. No question about it. Why did he know? Because he sees the proof. Esav didn't have any, he couldn't touch him. Why? Because most beat it, Sadiq Amun. If you disagree with this, you understand that, Mr. Everybody's clear. Yes. Exactly, exactly. Rabbi, hold this for one minute. I'm gonna say one more, one more, one more piece. Uh, what are we up to? How many minutes do we have on that? What do we have? Thirty-six. So I'll tell you once. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it for one minute. Leave it for one minute. Rabbi, now this is another point that I'd like to bring off. And please, bear with me on this one. What sin does Yaakov think that he might have? Of course, we saw, we concluded that he has no sin. Tzadik Amur, what sin? I'll tell you what it says. I'll tell you what it says. I'll tell you what it says. I'll tell you what the Mirashim bring down. Maybe being the fact that he was close, close in proximity, proximity with Lavan. Being the fact that he was involved with such a Rasha Lavan, sometimes when a person is involved with somebody that's so uh, trickery, Maybe, maybe, maybe you could get affected a little bit. So Yaakov was scared. Maybe, maybe, maybe he got a little bit affected. Maybe, maybe by Laban for the 20 years that he was there. So from here you have to understand the big and sword. Be careful from the people you associate. If you know somebody's going to bring you down, or if you know this place is going to bring you down, don't go. Don't go. I'll tell you very clearly. You ready for this one? You ready? Question. Shimshon. How do you say Shimshon in English? Samson? Samson? All right, make sure everybody pays attention. That one we know. Samson the Gibor, right? You have Samson, boys. Let me tell you, I'm going to just conclude with this and we'll end up over here. Samson, right? Shimshon the Gibor. Was he walking? It was says that he was walking with, with his uh, parents. They were walking in Timnah, a place called Timnah. They got to a vineyard. It says after they pass the vineyard, it's, it's in it's in Sefer Shoftim. You can look it up over there. Sefer Galut Pasuka Dalit Hey Vav Zayin over there. It says it over there. It says that he was walking by. Of course, we know what happened. He fought a lion. Shimshon fought a lion. He took the lion and he ripped him apart in two seconds. He ripped him apart. And uh, he ripped him apart like it's nothing. Like you know, you take a tissue box, you rip it apart. Like, <laughs> I'm not joking. He took he took the lion. He ripped it like a tissue box. Boom. And it says his parents, he was very strong, Shimshon. Go learn about Shimshon, you'll see how his strength was so, so powerful, especially at the end of his life, how much strength he had as well. Forget about it. He was able to take the Philistine. You read about it, it's the most amazing, amazing stories about Shimshon. Maybe one day we'll have a whole class just on Shimshon. In any case, in any case, so what does Shimshon say? He ripped it. It says over there that his parents didn't know, knew nothing about the lion attacking Shimshon. I ask you all the questions. What do you mean not, knew nothing a lot? Nothing. He did, they didn't know nothing about the lion attacking Shimshon. How don't you know? Weren't you with him? I don't understand. What, you think, you think the whole world should have known that, right? Everybody should know. What's going on? You, you killed a lion. I mean, come on. His parents didn't know. What do you mean? How did parents didn't know? You know what the Golan Vilna says? The Golan Vilna says, what happens if you look clearly in the Pesukim, it says they were at Timnah by a vineyard. By a vineyard. A vineyard, they grow grapes over there. Shimshon was what? Shimshon was a Nazir. He said, 
I'm a Nazir. I'm a Nazir. There is no way I'm taking even a chance to walk in a vineyard. Even though I know I'm not going to eat, I'm not going to this, I'm not going to that. There's no way I'm taking a chance. So therefore, he went a longer route. His parents weren't with him in a longer route. So therefore, that's when the attack of the lion happened. From there, you see how much you have to distance yourself from sin. People think, big deal, what's sin? Big deal. No, it's a big deal. If you feel that if I walk this way, I'm going to see the person I'm supposed to say, be strong, don't do it. You have to be strong in life. If you feel that you're in a place, you know, one guy called me up. Oh, boys, Rabotai, let me just end off with this. I have to say this. Today, it happened to me today. I went to, the, to get breakfast today. You know, they make sandwiches. They're putting the this. A guy in front of me comes, big guy, big, big guy, comes in front of me, and he's getting the, the, the bagel, but not just a regular bagel. He's scoop it out, toasted, scoop it out. I'm, I'm watching it. I'm in the next line, so I'm seeing all the, all, the, all the action. So if you look, they had like a whole spread. Like, you know, you have, the, 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 you have everything. You have lox, and you have avocado, and you have uh, spicy olives, uh, fried onions, and he has the jalapeno, spicy jalapeno, Israeli salad, peppers, and everything, everything, everything you can imagine. I don't know, eggplant sauteed and uh, I don't know what. Bottom line is, the guy's going at it. The guy's going at it, going full force. And I'm waiting online, I'm waiting for the next guy, I'm waiting online, and I see what's going on. I see, oh, this, this, this. Finally, guess what happens? Guess what happens? He gets to the romaine lettuce. And he says, oh my goodness, my romaine lettuce. I can't have it. Oh my goodness, I can't have my romaine lettuce. Why? Because in the news, if everybody watched the news, there was an E. coli that came out. And they said in 11 states, how many people were injured? And how many people were, were 30, 31, 31 people, whatever it may be? So therefore, he was able to control himself for the E. coli in the romaine lettuce, not to have the romaine lettuce. So I ask you, I ask you, how come, how come this he's able to control? Everything else the person might not be able to control. You know why? Because he saw E. coli, he saw the romaine lettuce, and he saw poison right away. That could damage me. If that's going to damage me, I'm not taking a chance. He looked at it like it's poison. You have to look at it. We have to look at it as poison. How can I do that as If I do that as I get damaged. It's poison. It's poison. I can't do it. I can't have the Avera. <laughs> you understand? But, but for romaine lettuce that might have a disease in the romaine lettuce, we understand don't have the romaine lettuce. But when God says every sin is poison, I'll take the chance here. I'll do chuva. I'll do chuva. I guess I'll do that. I have a way out. What are you talking about? Yeah, of course, there's chuva. But you can't bring yourself, oh yeah, I'll do the sin and then I'll do tshuva, you know what I'm saying? Come on, we're playing games. Okay, let me go. Let me do it. Hashem khatati, Abiti, Bashadi. What are you doing tomorrow night? Let's go, let's go out. Let's go to the clay. Let's do it. Ah, khatati, Abiti, Bashadi. What are you doing now? The guy goes to the mikveh, goes back again to the... Hey, mazeh. Come on. But if you really believe that a sin is poison, a sin affects... A sin effects. He saw how Yaakov was scared of a small. Maybe he had a small sin. He was afraid. Maybe. And he didn't at the end of the day. This is the great lesson. Be careful from sin. Look at sin like it's poison. This is Mishnah Yesharim. Oh, I can't do a sin. What are you doing? It's atomic bomb. I can't do it. And when we do that, we'll learn these, all these great lessons like we learned today. We said the Chidushim about Yaakov, Tzadik Gamud, that he wasn't Tzadik Gamud. How, how the Tzadikim, their, their main, main reward is in the Olam Abba, and they're going to end anywhere. It's going to be forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.